What shall we call this program, Fina? Well, there's an old proverb in Maori. Herea te tangata ki te whenua. Bind the people to the land. Bind the people to the land. We present now the first of two Spectrum documentaries in which Fina Cooper talks to Alwyn Owen about her early life and her attitudes. Fina Cooper became a familiar figure during the land march from Te Hapu to Wellington. Her rather frail, elderly figure seemed always dominant. She was full of fire and intensity and passion. Long before that, she had received honours for her work in Māori welfare. She had been First Dominion President of the Māori Women's Welfare League. She had also worked on land development under Sir Aparanangata. She had been schoolteacher, farmer, shopkeeper, postmistress, coach and later president of the local rugby union, and she had headed the district's Māori division of Federated Farmers. Today, Fina is seldom able to move from her bed, but the fire and the passion are still there, and so too is the warmth that underlies them. She spoke to me in a caravan on her land at Ngunguru, near Whangarei. Typically, she has a land dispute on her hands there. She had been writing up notes, she told me, setting down incidents of the land march. She put them aside, and for several hours spoke of her life. And this, in part, is the story she told. It was my father that named me Joseph. I think I, I'm really... I should have been a boy, because I love men's conversation, more so than I would with my own sex, you know, uh, women. Uh, because I don't mix up with women talking about a pretty dress or the fashion or something, you know, to do with women. Now I would rather go to the men and talk about uh, something building or farming or cows or something, you know, to do with men's job. Oh, I like that. Well, and I love it. Well, when I was born, I was born at the Kraka, a place called the Kraka. And this place is in, uh, on the side of the Hokianga River because that's the first landing place of the first canoe of Kupe. Well, this place, the Kraka, a very pretty place to live in, that's where I was born. There was a blue gum there. I remember that blue gum and this house of ours. Of course, as I grew up, I knew then that's the house that I was born. It's made of uh, shingle, you know. Shingle roof. It was Slab. shingle roof, yeah, slabs. And uh, was and the ground floor, uh, the, 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 it had no floor, it's, it, it's ground, you know, mud. But it's beautifully, you know, with mats and everything like, like that. Anyhow, it was dark, and uh, then I was born there, in there, and they, they call out, you know, the one, the midwives pull out, oh, she's dead! And my father jumped with the holy water and uh, started baptize me, I baptize you in the name of Joseph, in the name, in the name of the Father and of the Son, you know, and all that, finish. After a while, of course, I went like that, my father said, I, I, I came to... Waving your hands, yeah, your, your baby yeah, hands. Yeah, going, going like that, and the the others came along, you know, and, and saw that I was a girl. Oh, it's not a boy, it's a girl. My father had a shock. Well, what can he do? They can't baptize again, but I'm baptized already, you see, as Joseph. So they put it Josephine, you know, make it Josephine. 
So Fina is a contraction of, uh, of Josephine. Yeah, Fina. Fina, you were very close to your father, were you? Oh, yes, oh, yes. He, you know, I quite remember I was a big girl. A big girl, I remember. So well, oh, poor Dad, he was so old. He used to uh, piggyback, you know. If we want to go somewhere, and I would say, uh, I can't walk. That's all, you know, make up. I can't walk, Dad, but I said in Maori, you know, can't walk. And he bent down and get me on. My, oh, I love getting on his back, you know. And he pickled me all the way wherever we go, you know. Oh, poor Dad. I'm sure he's listening to me. Yeah. And this is how close he was, you know, to me. And he thought a lot. That's a, I'm the only child I know that uh, when I grew up, then to know how to talk and all that, going to school, of course, the school was about six miles away, five to six miles away from the cracker. At night, he made a rule to blow out the light and start uh, me with genealogy, you know, teaching me all the tupunas. And he wanted me to go over and over again. The trouble there, oh, some of these tupunas got the hard names. I used to make such a lot of mistakes. And he growled at me, you know, for making mistakes. I said, no. Oh, I never forget one tupuna there. Such a funny name. It's Tekenui, you know, and I say, Ketenui, you know. He says, no, Tekenui. I said, Ketenui. And now, he, you know, now he's always wanting to correct me, of course. Then I got it. Um, and oh, a lot of other hard names, you know, of all these tupunas. And this was, was all done in the dark, Fina, learning your ancestry. Oh, he brought... The light must be out. Why is this? I don't know. Perhaps the, my mind won't be distracted all over the place, perhaps, or something like that. And that, I, you know, because uh, my father was uh, really interested in farming, and... Uh, uh, he told the people, not only me, the young people, he told the people and everybody else, he said, uh, if you're looking for the money, the money's underneath the, those rushes, you know, wee-wee, and where those tea tree growing up and bush and everywhere, all, all that, that's where the money is. So I asked him one day, Dad, you, you said there's a lot of money underneath those wee-wee? I thought it was money underneath it, you see. And uh, he he said, if you dig it away and the grass grow up and the cow go there, eat the grass, and you milk and send the milk and, and the cow is fat and you can sell it and all that sort of thing for beef and all. That's the money. Oh, I thought the money is hidden underneath the the the, 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 the rushes, you know. <laughs> he wanted me to go to school to learn more but you see he had no money because he believed he's a man that believes in education 
he wrote that in, in a book, you know, for his children when he dies. Well, he's had a book t- telling them what to do. And this was, he told that, that's the first thing he said, is to go to school. Education is the thing that is, you know, that we should be interested. His children should be interested because we're going to live in the Pakha world and and the Pakha made the money. You know, he wrote all this down. Anyhow, he had no money and and he said, oh, I would like you to, you know, to go for further education. So he heard that Sir James Carroll was going to open the railway at Dargaville. And he took a, a thing across the river and on a horse he went over to Dargaville to meet Sir James Carroll to see the opening of the railway. And so he came up there and he was talking to him and everything. And he said, oh, you know, I wish I had money. I would send my girl away to college, you know. And Sir James Carroll said, look, let me have your girl, your girl. Let, let your girl be my girl too. And I'll pay for her education. I'll send, send her to St. Joseph's. So... I was, when he came back, he was so happy that he was going to send me uh, to school. And he said to me, well, you're going to college. You better get ready. He said, you have to go by boat. Oh, I didn't like, uh, I thought those waves out there at the bar, oh, I might get drowned. But never mind, my wish, oh, I want to get, you know, to see what education I can get. Oh, never mind. I go on this boat. And uh, I said to him, uh, Is Auckland a big place? Oh, yes. All right. I got on this boat. I got on this boat. When we got to Auckland, it was getting dark. And I saw all the lights everywhere. Oh, my eyes started to unfold, and my tears came down. Oh, what a big place. I thought Auckland was only two, three houses, you know, just like Pangaroo. Only bigger than, a little bit bigger than Pangaroo and all that, perhaps, you know, you see pictures and all that. But then I saw all the lights and all everything busy, and oh, I started to cry. All night I didn't sleep. I look out at the window, you know, I see all the trams and all the People going to bed. Oh, I thought, oh, I can't see my dad going. He, he won't be. He's so far away. I can't. You know, I don't know nobody. All the people busy at night going to and fro on the streets. And this sister's coming. I get frightened at night, you know. Anyhow, I was there the next day. I was going to go on another boat for Napier. Anyhow, we got to Hawke's Bay. First thing when we were at the breakwater was some girls, Maori girls, came to meet me from the college. Ah, oh, I was pleased. My tears keep running down to see them. I was 
really thrilled and delighted to see somebody marry, you know. And, all right. Oh, I remember, you know, my hat. Oh, dear me. <laughs> I, I thought I looked so beautiful in my hat. This hat was a straw, straight hat before, you know, the people, in those days, the fashion, perhaps, I don't know. It's a straw hat, you know, straw. With a wide a, brim. Ah, a wide brim, and it's straw, you know. And what do you think I had on this straw hat? was beautiful poppies, <laughs> red poppies. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't wear the blessed thing today. <laughs> You know, it was very terrible, these poppies. Well, it was so good then, because it was had all these red poppies on top of this hat. We got to the college, and, oh, they were pleased to see me and all that, and the sisters introduced me to her, and the new girl arrived. And I went and um, had a cup of tea and everything. And I caught all the girls trying this hat on, you know, in the, <laughs> in the workroom. Trying his hat on and laughing away at his head. <laughs> oh, I thought it was beautiful, but after that, when they start wearing and laughing at him, I pulled those blessed puppies off me. <laughs> yeah. I was about six years in convent. Six years. Then I brought my sister. I had one sister. I brought my sister up, you know. Oh, she was a terrible girl. Oh, however, well, when my schooling was over, I just passed my my proficiency. That was the highest in those days. How old were you when you married, Fina? I was about uh, 23, I think, 23, 24, before I was married. Yeah. What a life. <laughs> you must remember my marriage with this man, uh, Mr. Gilbert. Richard Gilbert is from Nguru, where I am now, talking to you. He, well, he came over to Pangaru, surveying. He was one of the boys. He was a great violinist. Oh, he can play the violin. Of course, all the girls of Pangaru after him. And a good-looking boy, too, you know. I had no intention, of course, I come back from school and I was working in a shop, you know. I had uh, no, no, not yet uh, thinking about a boyfriend or anything like that. I had a look at all these, these girls, you know, and I talked at the settlement, these girls, um, oh, wanting this boy, you know. And I thought, oh, I'll give it a go, too, you know. <laughs> so he was one night here oh we were all having like uh we was playing the violin and a lot of girls and everything else i wrote a little bit of note let me be the last you know the last let me be the last and i slip it into his hand and, oh, he got quite, you know, 
in love with me. And, uh, oh, I thought I, I have a chance, all right. Never mind about the, uh, the other girls. And they all got jealous and everything else. And, oh, I better ask my father about this because I can't go any further without asking my father. So I was working in the shop and he came for tobacco, I think. So I said, Dad? Girl? You know, oh, he's a very stern man. And uh, I called out, Dad? What do you want? Oh, Dad, you know, but in Mary, you see. I said, oh, I want that boy. That uh, Richard Gilbert. He's it. You, you don't know him? He might give you a hiding. You don't know him? Soon you're a stranger here, he's on a, a survey and all that, and now you... I said, I think he's all right, Dad. He's good. He's good so far. Dad, oh, I forgot to putty him, you know. Forgot to him? Yes, soft soap, you know, my dad. And so he said, all right then, all right. So I thought, ooh, that's good. What shall I do now? So I went home that night, and I told my mother, you know, dad said, you know, I could have this man and everything. Of course, my mother had very little to say because I'm more my father, he said. And uh, so I asked my father, can I have the launch, Dad? What do you want the launch? I said, I want to go up to Rawin and to get married. He said, all right, you can have the launch. So I, I can drive, you know, drive the land, because he's a male man, eh? And I know how to drive that launch. Got, the, got this boy on the boat, and we went. I drove this, this launcher. So I went up there, got to a shopkeeper named Cooper. Why did you go to Cooper's shop? To get the ring uh, for, for the, you know, for the marriage, you see. To get did you want ring. to buy one there, Fina? Yeah, but no, I, I have never, I've never had the money to buy one. I, I went to ask her ring. So she gave me, she said, what do you want? I said, look, I, I want to get married and I'll bring back your ring. All right. So she took all her ring off, oh, beautiful thick ones, you know these thick ones, uh, thick gold ring. So I went up to the church, and, I, and the priest said to me, what you? I said, oh, Father, I want to get married. So quick, aren't you going to have a celebration? Oh, I said, there's all fuss, that. Never mind about celebration, I want. I, was a f I knew that we're going to be chased by the other girls, you know. On another launch, they're waiting for another launch, and they, they're coming behind, you know. And uh, so we got married, you know. When we got married, the other people arrived, but it was too late. She unmarried. I went back to take the ring back to this Cooper, and she said, you can keep it. All right. That's, that's that story of my marriage to this... Gilbert, Gilbert. What about the elders in Pangaroo? Oh, people? they were up in arms, you know. They don't want me to marry him, eh? 
they thought they would have a say before ever I marry anyone, you know. They, oh, as if to say I have to marry uh, a prince or something like that. Uh, the old people, you know. They, oh, well. Anyhow, I was married. Then after that, oh, I, I thought, oh, married life is a funny life. Oh, I said to my mother, Mum, oh, I want to go, you know, with my sister-in-law. And uh, sister-in-law, my brother, first brother, you know, stepbrother, his wife. And uh, she says, no, 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 you can't do that. You're married now. Your husband got to let you go anywhere you like. I said, oh, I'm not too keen for married love, Mum. Well, I have to pray. This is true, God honest. I had to pray to God to make give me the love, eh? You know, make my marriage good, you know. And I did. What oh, didn't you like I, about I, I, that time, Fina? Oh, you know what married life at first thought? You can't go to sleep. They'll wake you up all night. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Don't ask me those questions right there. You have to 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 read between the lines, you know. <laughs> I can't I can't tell you. You just read between these what I'm saying. Guess it yourself. Anyhow we had two two nice children, one boy, one girl. Anyhow, we lived happily together, and he became a supervisor, you know, looking after Pangurusaida in time of Apiranangata, you know, Sapiranangata. We did a lot of work. I was then very interested in farming, of course. But I had a business on my own. What then. were you doing, Fina? I was, uh, I had a shop for 18 years. I had a shop for 18 years. I deal... It's a great, great um, uh, thing uh, to me. I've learned a lot through ha being a, a storekeeper. About people, you mean? About people. About um, importing and all exporting and all those sort of things I've learned through the, this, you know, being a shopkeeper, like, you know. And I, for 18 years, they thought I was wonderful. You know, the agents, uh, the, the travelers, mm. they come around, you know, they thought, oh, and how I used to keep the shop beautiful and all that, you know, up, up to the standing. Now, in Pangaroo, that's my shop, but Andrews got them, you know. It was my shop. I sold it to them when I went to Auckland. Why I give up shop? First of all, I got interested in development work, and my husband then was a supervisor, and Sir Apiranangata said to me, he's getting dangerous. I said, what for, Api? Oh, your husband being a supervisor now, they might think that... All you interested was to get the money, so the business, you know. Oh, I said that's easy. I said, no trouble to me. I I I finish the shop. Never mind. Close up the shop. 
I said, the people is cementing. He said, what? Yeah. I even had his girl with me, you know, Hannah. He used to help me in the shop. Sometimes, you know. Sabrina's daughter. So, oh, well, I said to my husband, oh, we better close up this shop. People, beside that, you see, I learned from the people. You know, my too many relations, you know. Oh, if they only pay me back what they owe me, Oof, I'd be a millionaire. Relations, they come in the shop. They want a bag of flour, you know. First of all, you see, I, oh, your number is getting too too big, you see, and I'm starting to refuse, you see, then they, they know it. They come in the shop, they look at me, and they put their hand in their pocket, and I, and, I, and I said, yes, what do you want? Oh, I want a bag of flour. Well, I gently go and get a bag of flour ready for him. And he said, can you put it down for the next one? Oh, dear me. Well, I, I thought when he put his hand in his pocket, he was going to pay it. That's why I went and get the bag of flour. See? <laughs> this, cunning. This is, yeah. <laughs> See, my people get getting cunning, eh? Learning all sorts and... This, uh, this thing is all I'm learning of. You can't do much business amongst your own people. The best thing is to get them up to the standard where they can afford. Like farming and everything. So I better check up shop and I'll take up this farming you development, know, development mm -hmm. work amongst them and get them up, up to the standard where they can afford to buy whatever they want, you know, in the shops. So I chuck it up. And so I did that and went with Apirana. Got hold of all the Nama, you know, what they owe me, got the book. Tore it up. I don't believe in summoning. It's my people. But, oh, they owe me a lot of money. Never mind. Uh, I said to God, never mind, my poor people. Oh, yeah. So, that's all right. To cut it short, of course, I got... He died. No, he died of cancer. This Your man. husband? Yeah. Oh, I did also spend a lot of money on him, you know, because he had to go to Auckland, to the martyr. The best doctor in Auckland was at the martyr. So he said... The best thing is to leave it alone. A miracle might happen, and then he'll live. Of course, that went like that. And in the finish, he just died. That was Herea Tatangata Kitifenua, Bind the People to the Land, the first of two programs in which Fina Cooper talks of her life and attitudes. The program was recorded and produced by Alwyn Owen for the Special Projects section of Radio New Zealand, a Spectrum documentary.